Man, we are not being funny at all. No. There's nothing Ryan's going to be able to use in this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I used to I used to listen to a bunch of tech podcasts, and then I realized I was skipping most of them. They just weren't talking about anything that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I think I'm like I'm looking through my podcast. I'm like, what am I listening to right now? And I've really only got like one tech podcast, Tech Meme Ride Home. Oh, fifteen f- fifteen minutes every day. Yeah, fifteen twenty minutes every day. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I had a lot that there was one. Um, I listened to the Accidental Tech Podcast for mm-hmm. a long, long time, and then I realized that I was skipping like four out of five episodes, and so I just dropped it off. And every once in a while, I'm like, "Man, I miss that podcast." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a a wealth of content out there nowadays, and yeah, we you gotta start picking and choosing. Yeah, now I'm I'm starting back in the office on Monday. Are you? So I'll have a commute again, and so I might start listening to stuff again then. But are they forcing you to come back in the office, or are you they giving you an option? You just want to get out of the house. It's one of those kind of interesting options. One of our C levels he emailed out that you know now that things are starting to open, uh, if if you are healthy and um comfortable with it then we would love to have you back in the office if you're uncomfortable or you know have any signs of illness um or might think you might have been exposed then you know please stay continue to stay home so it's like well okay so that's kind of a like (laughs) you're you're setting an expectation without setting an expectation very very well done sir we're not making anybody come in, but <laughs> yeah, and and so my boss uh, replied to his team with um, that section of it highlighted. He's like, you know, I I don't have any anything to add to this. You know, no expectations to add to this other than what was you know explicitly stated in the email, right? And then left it at that. And so I was like, well. <laughs> So I yeah. I just texted or I emailed him back and just said it you know I'll I think I'll try to come in on on Monday and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, but you know it's it'll be nice to be back in the office. I'll miss working from home, but I think that this kind of you know we were able to show that working from home works because it was never really the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot more allowed than other places that I've worked at, but it was never a, Hey, I'm just going to work from home today. Um, my team did it a few times, but I think as a whole, the company will probably be a lot more comfortable with it now. Um, because we were able to function pretty darn well through all of it. We just had a big discussion this last week because everything's starting to open up and all the therapies are starting to call and ask what we're going to do. And Mm -hmm. we're like, do we go into therapy? Like what's the, What's the risk if we don't go into therapy? What's the risk if we do? And, right. Um, how much can we do ourselves at home? Can we add more to our day at home? Mm-hmm. Trying to get everything done with her. Because she's going nuts. Yeah. 
yeah. Penny's had some, like today, I, um, we need to get her back into some occupational therapy because she's just, she's really got a lot of anxiety from the whole thing. Um, yeah. just like not seeing people for so long. So if, if I walk out of the room or Jesse walks out of the room, she's like, wait, no, let me come with you. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm going to the bathroom. And it's going to be a stinky one. You don't want to be in there with me. <laughs> or daddy's got to quote unquote, take a, <laughs> can you say take? <laughs> <laughs> the podcasts that do it right are the ones where they, um, they are actually doing their own ad reads. It's not the automated, you know, algorithmically oh, yeah, yeah, inserted yeah. ones. That's uh, that's what I like. The, I actually really like the Audible ads, mm-hmm. um, the affiliate ads, because there is content that comes with it. There, you know, mm-hmm. it's somebody that I'm finding interesting to listen to, and they're recommending a book usually along with it. Yeah, that it applies to what they're talking about, and that they find interesting as well. And it's just like I created. There was a guy on YouTube I was following, uh, Veritasium, some science yeah. educator. Mm-hmm. And he used to do Audible ads all the time. He doesn't do them anymore. But I went through a bunch of his videos and just watched the end when he did the Audible stinger and made a spreadsheet of all the books he recommended. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. Um, Derek. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm blanking on his last Starts name. Starts with an S, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he did a... He actually was on... Um, my favorite podcast, No Dumb Questions. Um, hmm. They they interviewed him uh, in one of them because Derek Muller. Oh yeah, yeah. We, so we were way off with that. <laughs> so my favorite podcast, the uh, No Dumb Questions one. Do you know Destin Sandlin from yeah, Smarter yeah, Every yeah. Day? So it's it's him, and then um, his like best friend um, Matt Whitman from the Ten Minute Bible Hour. And they just talk about like all sorts of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so they did one on their most recent one was on um, teaching Matt uh, about um, nuclear propulsion. And but then they've done one on like a deep dive of who was Pontius Pilate. They did one episode where, like, one segment of the episode, they went on Amazon and read out loud the customer reviews for bidets. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just all over. It's place. just it's all over, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Yeah, I find uh, Dustin's stuff really good, really well thought out. Yeah, he's he's smart. Uh, He's smart, and he and he's smart on a lot of different levels, and in, mm-hmm. in, in how he's communicating it, in how he's putting all of the information together, and the depth that he's going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and he's he's that um, Alabama sleeper cell smart. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> you, you hear his accent, you're like, oh, great. You know, oh, no, like so. here it comes, and then. He's dropping stuff on you. What? Where did you come from? (laughs) Dustin and and Derek 
are they've worked together a couple of times. They, uh, they actually did um, when they did the uh, pool draining vortex episode. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that one. Yeah, it was Destin built the one in the states, and and um, Derek he built the one down in was it Australia or New Zealand? I don't know. I I want to say that he was in Christchurch, um, but I could be wrong. He was over over there. Yeah, in the in the upside down. Yeah, he was at the other side of the world. Mm-hmm. That was a fun. That was a fun video series. So I was thinking about Frozen the movie, mm-hmm. as one does when you have daughters. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> Penny keeps referring to it as frozen on ice. So there's frozen, oh. <laughs> frozen. Frozen is the original one, and then Frozen Two is frozen on ice. Um, <laughs> Got it. Which somehow, like, it was on twenty four seven in my house for like <laughs> two months, and I still have managed to not have seen the full movie. What's maddening in our house about Frozen is that we like to get Lily pop culture stuff. Um, and so if you have a child that loves Frozen and you want to get them pop culture stuff, that's super easy. You, I mean, you're going to step out your front door and, and find Frozen items, Frozen themed mm-hmm. items. Lily never really liked Frozen. Wasn't into it. It was always into Little Mermaid, of which there is nothing out there for. Which is a shame because Little Mermaid was awesome. Uh, yeah. But um, then Frozen 2 came out, and she really enjoys Frozen 2. But um, some parents uh, avoid what their children are into in order to stay sane, and I dive deep. I will pick it apart and make up stories and just nerd out on it. So Kristoff tells uh, Anna... That she's crazy for wanting to marry a guy that she just met. Okay, right? so I did see that scene where okay. where he was about to propose, and then she got all offended, so he put the ring back in, and then oh, that was Frozen Two, okay. Frozen One, right? Frozen okay. One. Okay, I have Frozen one. I have seen all of Frozen One. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Frozen One, Kristoff says Anna's crazy for wanting to marry this the the other guy. Um, I just totally lost his name. Um. Hans? Hans? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wants to marry him. It for was, having it just was Hans me. Olo. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you his last name. No, that's Hans uh, Solo. Um, so she says, well, what are you, a love expert? And he's like, well, yeah, kind of. I was raised by love experts. Mm-hmm. The little rock troll guys. Yeah, the and, hippie commune. Yeah. So they go and meet these quote-unquote love experts who immediately want to marry those two after they had just met. Now they're the experts. They're the experts, and obviously they're okay with people getting married who just met. So I'm very confused about what this movie is teaching our children. Always listen to the troll inside you? No. Always listen. <laughs> no, that, that can't be right. <laughs> have you uh watched any of that new steve carell show the space force 
I have not yet. Is it a show? I thought it was a movie. It, no, it's a show. Oh. Um, so, it, yeah, it's a Netflix original. They just released the first 10 episodes, and it's super good. Um, a little sad, because... Um, <laughs> a little too real? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, um, Fred Willard um, plays uh, the main character's father, and he died, like, three weeks before the show came out. Oh, really? And, um, so it's just, it's a little poignant because in the show he plays his father who's not doing well and is kind of fighting dementia. And, um, then, you know, you're watching it going that he, he died already from, from natural causes, you know, old age. So it's it's funny, but it kind of steals some of the, the humor of the scene. Um, cause it's just. It's a little too real. Um, and so, you know, he, he's doing the thing where he's holding the, the cordless phone and his hand is just shaking. And you're, I'm watching it thinking, like, is, is he, he actually shaking just because he, that's or or was that part of the character that he was doing? And I just, you know, you don't know. Um, he does a great job um, and it would be super funny and enjoyable, you know, his, his scenes if... He hadn't literally just died. That said, it is an amazing show. It's super fun. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's got a Ben Schwartz is in it. Perfectly cast. John Malkovich is fantastic as his chief scientist. Um, How old is he? He's getting up there. He is. Yeah. Um, he's definitely, uh, starting to show his age i think he's in his 60s 66 is he uh, we've been watching uh we me mostly i've been watching uh deep space nine mm-hmm. um as big of a trekkie as i am I've, i'd never finished deep space nine um and i'm into season five or six now mm-hmm. five season five uh and i think it's my I think I'm ready to say it's the best Star Trek series. I've I've heard th- that from a lot of people that once once they kind of get off of Deep Space Nine and they're actually traveling a- around a bit more and it's not just you know a hotel manager in space that it's a one of the best you know it's the very best of Star Trek. Um, yeah, it it really like I don't know, it does the it like it evokes emotions in me that that other star treks you know only did very rarely and like and it seems to do it multiple times a season and just I'm like wow this is fantastic i i do think it has probably one of my very favorite episodes of any star trek the um trials and tribulations <laughs> i just watched that one last night oh man i <laughs> I love that one so much. It's so perfectly cut. Uh, I, one of the, the that one is a good encapsulation of what makes Deep Space Nine so good is that they don't give a f- like they just lean into it. That that is a cheesy, campy Star Trek episode. Yeah, well, like any like any time travel one is, and they just lean into it and mm-hmm. ride that. 
Well, it's it's so good because it's you know I my favorite is original series because I just love that um, splitting the where you kind of break out the decision um, the leadership decisions by having it be the interplay between Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. Right. Um, the the ego and the um, super ego or whatever, uh, where you have um, just or logos, pathos, and ethos. Um, right. And so you can really see, kind of, just the way that they've kind of broken out the what it happens internally, and you're able to see it played out in those characters. I think that's really artfully done, and something that we don't get a lot of in TV, and and you know, it is cheesy and, and campy at the same time. And so people tend to overlook that, which I think is um, disappointing. But the, um, oh, what was I going to say? The, the kind of seeing with Deep Space Nine uh, where they, they fit so well into that um, and they you know, edited it in they paid homage to it in a way that was, you know, fun and didn't, you know, liking that episode. Um, I actually did like the trip, uh, trouble with triples episode. Um, I didn't walk away from that episode going, Oh, they totally ruined it. It was just perfectly done. And then they had some fantastic little throwaway lines. Like when they look at, at Worf, uh, when they see the Klingons without the forehead ridges, yeah. <laughs> we don't talk. We, about don't, it. we don't talk about it with outsiders. <laughs> it's like perfect because it it just in one line they put to bed all of the Star Trek convention, you know, infighting about you know why is it that in the original series they didn't have ridges and now they do it or you know now they do and you know the the real answer is budget and they hadn't come up with the idea yet, but <laughs> but that doesn't sit well with with trekkie so we've got to have some you know canon reason and and Worf is just like you know what you're never gonna get it yeah <laughs> so. so good well they and they did finally they did finally explain it in enterprise in mm-hmm. the prequel series and it was terrible it was yeah is that i i actually liked the enterprise show but that there was yeah there were some definite parts that were um awful and yeah they sh- they should have just left left that well enough alone because they they handled it so perfectly in in deep space nine um, yeah i mean just yeah how they handled in deep space nine i would have been fine if they just would have come out and said you know what let's we're just gonna retcon it this is the way that the klingons have always looked mm-hmm. the end and i'd be like sure okay i'm down mm-hmm. but instead they have to come up with some sort of explanation for a budget decision <laughs> yeah. canon, and it's just like that's I just, uh, I don't know. We've been watching a lot of, uh, uh, so we watched The Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. And then um, ever since May 4th, they've been coming out every week with a, this behind the scenes series on Disney Plus. Um, well, Disney Gallery or something. And they're just doing behind the scenes of Mandalorian. Hmm. Um. And the last two were all about special effects and the legacy of George Lucas' Star, you know, original Star Wars and everything. And um, 
And so Chris and I were having a long conversation about it last night where, like, they really played up all the, like, how the practical effects, like, like all the practical effects they did. Um, and how, uh, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, no, this is a puppet. And even the CG version, we made sure the CG version moved just like the puppet. And I'm like, ah, I knew there was a number of CG elements in there, but they, like, totally downplayed that. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. That wasn't used that much. Everything's practical. Everything is just like, no, 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 just just own it. It's fine. It's like CG's dumb when it's done poorly, but so practical effects are dumb when they're done poorly too. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, like land of the lost. <laughs> lost. <laughs> it's, it's really funny watching how the uh, special effects have, have shifted and how kind of our reactions to them have shifted. Um, I remember watching Raiders of the Lost Ark the first time and they open it and that, uh, that claymation Nazi melts. Uh Uh-huh. And the first time I saw that, I almost had to run from the room, uh, to keep from vomiting because (laughs) it, it nauseated me so badly. Wow. And, you know, I watch it now and it's like that, that's so pathetically bad. And and have you seen behind the scenes discussions about that? They worked so hard on that. Mm-hmm. Like that was not just like this quick, like oh, we're just throwing something out there and we don't care. Like they really tried, and that's the way it looked. <laughs> yep. And and my kids are so used to good special effects. We we ended up watching that movie, mm-hmm. and I, I was worried as it was like getting up to that scene. It's like okay, you might need to look away, and then it happened. And they're like <laughs> that, what? That was, that was dumb. <laughs> like, what? what the heck? <laughs> I wasn't scary at all, Dad. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> You'll never understand. It's, it's funny watching even movies that are just like a couple. I guess, I guess, you know, coming up on twenty years now isn't just a couple years old. But there's ones where I remember bringing home the the dvd and like with the dvd i'm like this is the best quality there is and i'm you know going frame by frame trying to see the seams because i'm like i know they had to do the cg but i just can't see it and now i watch it and it's like that is so bad it's not even good <laughs> um and i you know i don't know if it's because we're watching things in 4k now and that's why or if it's got, just I think it's the... part of it when when Chris and I were first married, I had gotten a fifty four inch rear projection four by three TV. It's huge mm-hmm. monster of a TV for fifty bucks at a garage sale, and the picture was terrible. I mean, it was it was oh god, it was just like it was all of the worst aspects of a projector. Mm-hmm. built into a super heavy TV just it was awful um and I just got used to it I got used to watching TV shows on it and then I'd go you know we'd go and visit my parents or her parents and watch TV I'm like oh that's a that's a clear picture yeah <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> yeah I think it's it's partly that and I think it's also just that we've you know the the amount of good special effects has um 
has increased. So we've had so many, you know, good looking explosions that when we see a bad looking explosion, it really sticks out because we've got a yeah. a better mental picture of what, what something like that exploding would look like. Um, but I don't know. I, it's something that I've always thought about when I think about special effects. Like, wh- why is it that stuff seemed so real? And I go and rewatch the movie. And it's like this is going to be awesome. It's like, what? What in the world was that? <laughs> That's not what I remember at all. I I'm still shocked. I go back and I watch Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Um, and it other than the puppet parts, I think the puppet parts look a lot like a puppet. Um, but um, well, the CG. That. The CG puppet, the CG parts, mm-hmm. um, hold up so well. Yeah. For, and there's a ton of movies around that time. Star Wars Special Edition came out around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see their first iteration of Jabba the Hutt and that added scene of A New Hope. Oh, man. Um, it, it looks terrible. Yeah. It looks so bad. It's, it's so bad. And they, you know, they had, Han stepping on the tail as he went up and there's like yeah, that super awkward like that. jumping yeah. as he as he goes there was a the iteration after that they added um a shot of Han Solo and Greedo shooting each other mm-hmm. and Han is dodging the bullet oh man and it's so obviously like a just like this morphing tool to make his head move to the side. And it looks so dumb for like a half. A, it's like, a, it's like maybe one or two frames, but you could see him make that movement and look so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. I think part of what made the special effects work so well with like the Jurassic park stuff is that they combined a lot of practical effects, even with the CG. So they, you know, if if a dinosaur was stepping on something, they actually, you know, they would uh, remove, but they they would have somebody or something pressing on that object, so it shifted under the weight. So you had that that feel of some actual real weight there, because that's that's what always gets me about um, CG is when you see something walking and like it's stepping in the grass and the blades of grass aren't moving. Right. It's like right. that it that's not how it works. There's you know, real things have weight. It's always the line of sight that bothers me in a lot of oh, yeah, CG that's, heavy movies that's where they're also just awful. Yeah, that's just uh but uh um so in Mandalorian and there was another behind the scenes Disney something that we had watched recently too, where they use a, a similar technology. So they shot Instead of shooting in front of a green screen for mm-hmm. a lot of the CG parts, they had this studio. I forgot how many screens they said they had, but it was it was this big dome of LED screens, hmm. and they you I believe because I think I heard about they were, they're using the Unreal Engine on these super powerful computers. Oh, and are they sh- rendering it in real time? And they're rendering it in real time. Whoa! And then they the way that they handle make it look 3d and handle things like parallax is that the dome um, calculates where the camera is positioned and which way it's facing. And the whole screen moves as the camera moves around. So from the camera's perspective, it's in a 3d world. 
It was wild. Um, that is so wild. How do they handle the lighting from the the screen though? Because that's got a that's they they get to control the brightness, and so they said what made it so good um, is because like the Mandalorian, he's got this shiny armor. Mm-hmm. So in a green screen, he's just gonna be reflecting green, <laughs> right? But in by doing it this way, he's reflecting the environment, huh? Um, so all the the lighting looks correct. Yeah. Um, they show in this other Disney behind the scenes thing that we were watching. Um, they were talking about as uh, the Imagineers, um, instead of setting up virtual reality goggles and being able to walk around the, the potential new areas of parks and rides and everything, mm-hmm. they did something similar. They were they showed it and they were using a projector, um, instead of LED screens, but it would do the same thing where it would calculate where the person was standing and then adjust everything as you walked around the room so that all the parallax and all of the, the perspectives was, were correct. And the way it calculated where you were at, there was a hat with an RFID chip in it. Um, so whoever oh, was wearing yeah. the hat got to see everything. In it. And it, so all of a sudden you put, and they like, they did that. They showed somebody walking around the room and everything looked super weird. If you weren't wearing the hat, then they moved the hat over on top of the camera. And all of a sudden all the perspectives were correct and everything moved in a th- like three D is no longer the right term. It's like all that parallax, yeah. all of the, um, the perspectives and the lines of sight and everything were correct. And it was, it was magic. It was so cool. <laughs> that's, that's wild. They just, um, shoot, was it unreal? They just released a new preview of the next unreal, um, engine and it was oh, yeah, it insane good. yeah they're they're whenever they release a new one um their tech demos always look amazing yeah um i mean it, and then it, it always looks, they release is like a step behind yeah i mean it it always still looks really really good what they release but it's never quite as good as the super polished but i mean they were maybe uh actually you know adding and removing different effects in real time um and it was that's always the most amazing thing is like what it looks like and they're doing and they're doing it in real time that's always the most amazing thing yeah i mean they've also got a um probably a a just massive farm of graphics cards that yeah most people (laughs) wouldn't wouldn't have access to for running their pc games but I think that when they when they do their tech demos, I mean the 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 PC they're using is a beast, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think it's ever more than like four graphics cards, um, four hmm. high end graphics cards, but they're still consumer sure. grade graphics cards. Well, that's cool. Optimized for their yeah. engine. <laughs> yeah, apparently they're um, planning on releasing this at the same time for uh, iOS and Android. Um, hmm. so developers will be able to take care of or take advantage of it there as well, which is pretty sweet. It's been super interesting being on, I've got an Oculus quest, mm-hmm. um, which has, um, you know, obvious, li- more, many more obvious, more limitations than a, than a PC. 
um, for running VR. Um, but how those limitations present themselves is super interesting. It's not just um, lower resolution. It's not just uh, jaggy lines or whatever. It's like uh, I played a game on the PC on VR at work before, um, and it looked one way, and you'd be in a room looking into a mirror, and you'd see a reflection of the room. In the Oculus Quest, playing that, you don't see a reflection of the room. It can't handle doing reflections it's it's mm-hmm. like missing features mm-hmm. water looks wildly different it doesn't have the graphical features to um make water look good those are specialized um abilities yeah. that graphics cards have yeah i just i just sent you a link of that uh the imagineering article and there's a youtube video in there that shows that Nice. Wild. <laughs> oh, that is soup. That's really disorienting. Him walking into the room looking like a holodeck. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have a holodeck. Yeah. That. That. Uh. I always hated when they walked when they showed the holodeck with it off because <laughs> with the lines <laughs> like that, it it always made me like I. I don't know what it is, but it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I can't, I can't do it. Really? It's like, like, yeah, you know, some people have a thing about teeth or about eyes or whatever. It's like, don't, 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 <laughs> don't me. show you lines. Don't show you gritted lines. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not in a kinky way. Yeah, no. I'm, you're not making it any better. <laughs>